0: And so my terrified brain runs in the back and like cannot find anything. I'm just like looking because like what do you kill a snake with? And still, as they get the snake out the door and Kyle is like chopping it in half with an axe, I come running around the corner screaming with a fire extinguisher.
1: <laughs> yeah. It wasn't your proudest Texas moment?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was
2: <here's my> <laughs>
3: Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. The Lone Star Play Podcast is produced by texasrealfood.com. Find out more at the end of this episode. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. All right, we have an awesome episode today okay Um, we are interviewing um, the makers of a documentary called good old girl Uh, it's not out yet it's already been through the festival circuit Um, I did get to see an advanced copy Um, it will be out soon and um, it's phenomenal it's a it's a Texas film about you know the farming and ranching um, industry from the woman's perspective tells the story of several women um, in Texas who are Going through that, D- different stories. Um, you know, very cool. I-, I cried multiple times, y'all. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. It was very. It, it pulled at the heartstrings. Um, you know, it was just a very inspiring story. So very well shot. Um, it was just beautiful to look at, and the women in the the documentary are are just so appealing. There's something about wanting to like learn more about them. You know, there's something about them. They they did a good job on choosing the right subjects, and we get into that in the in the interview. It's really fascinating how documentaries get made and the process and the hard work and and how long it is. It's so much different than a narrative feature. So, um, we had uh, let's see here. We had the the uh, director and um, and producer, I guess writer creator of of this particular let me pull this up here uh, Sarah uh, Kolb so yeah she, she's the one behind this and uh, we also had Kyle Kelly who's the uh, cinematographer on as well and Stella Quinn so who's the editor of the film it's very well edited as well it, it just everyone did a great job on this sort of a bare bones team that you know really put this together um, it's a great, great, th- it's a great documentary, but this is actually a really, really cool podcast episode. We, we, it was really great. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, we actually filmed it a long time ago. Okay. Last season. So it's might have some dated stuff in it that we're talking about. I'm not sure. Um, so anyway, it's, it's awesome. Um, also th- there's just a quick, uh, actually I got a quick little side note uh about the interview Uh, but before we get to that uh quick word from our sponsor texas real food because listen we got to keep the mics on y'all all right be right back hi I wanted to talk to you about other things that are on the texas real food site that are just as amazing as putting in your zip code finding the best place around you that's serving you know all natural fresh organic ingredients all right There's resources on there. Reviews, blogs, articles, and most importantly, Texas real food recipes. So you can find things on there that really aren't on any other site. I promise you that. And stuff that's pretty standard, but we give it a twist, right? That's the chef way. Something familiar with a twist. So we've got, for instance, cinnamon-spiced hot cross buns. You can also find a great Texas strawberry cheesecake recipe. Just amazing stuff. So please check it out at texasrealfood.com. All right, back to the show. And we're back. So happy to have you all. Can I just say thank you so much for listening and watching? Can I, can I just say that? Thank you. I, I really, we, we mean that, and we do appreciate it um so thank you we're we're just getting started into season four and we're really excited we have a lot of cool uh, guests coming up um and yeah just really excited for it anyway okay the side note I was talking about right before the break uh is Kyle Kelly who's the uh cinematographer of this documentary he's also you know does other work outside of this and he works for um different news organizations and he famously recorded the interview with Donald Trump uh last year uh, with Jonathan Swan of Axios so if you Google that Axios Jonathan Swan interview with Donald Trump we'll, we'll put a link in the description um, you'll see it, it's one of the most famous interviews he's done and Kyle filmed it so he was there the entire time and um, it was fascinating to talk to him about that um, again, whether you agree with Trump or not it's not really what it was about It's just a cool story so anyway, um, yeah, loved it it was it was just It was cool. This was just such a good interview. I'm glad we're finally uh, getting to, uh, you know, release it and put it out. So anyway, let's get to the interview, y'all. Enough of me uh, blabbing, okay? Um, uh, Oh, real quick, our social media, Lone Star Plate TX on Instagram, Facebook. Please uh, like and follow, that helps a lot. And also if you're on YouTube, you're watching this, uh, and you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. And of course, as always, like and comment. Let us know, you know, what other documentaries you would like. Tell us what your favorite documentary is. Okay, let's get to this. Um, Sarah, Kyle, and Stella from Good Old Girl. It's a great interview. Y'all enjoy. Well, guys, thank you so much for for joining. This is awesome. I'm super excited to talk about this this piece of content you guys have put together, this documentary here. Um, I've watched it twice now, actually um and it gets better honestly with the second viewing so that's a good thing i don't you know i don't know if that typically happens with documentaries do you really re-watch documentaries is that a typical thing
0: only the good ones
1: yeah, yeah. No, i've watched this one like a hundred times so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> i
2: can't tell you there was a point where i was yeah. like please don't make me watch this one again
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like stella will you qc this time <laughs>
3: look i get it as a chef like when you make dishes sometimes you like you've made this one dish like a thousand times and it's just like you're just done with it you know you just can't even anymore so i get it 100 percent. well look for me as is uh you know the viewer it's a phenomenal uh story so really what i'd like us to do is just start there like you know just you know whoever wants to uh explain what it's about and what you know we'll we'll go from there
0: yeah, totally. I can give you, I can tell you what it's about. Um, Good Old Girl is a documentary Western um, set in rural Texas and kind of each corner of Texas, following three young cowgirls who are each in their own kind of way inheriting um, the ranching tradition of their family. Um, so we have LeMoyne out in West Texas in Coleman, and we have Martha down in Laredo. Mandy in East Texas, and then the whole thing is narrated um, by Joyce Gibson Roach, who is a folklorist and Texas historian, and she's in Fort Worth.
3: Wow, that's perfect. You've done that before. <laughs> Thank you. There... <laughs> oh, that's great. If I would have done it, it would have been a disaster. Uh, I, always, <laughs> I, I always leave it to the professionals. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite a story. Um, you know, are, are y'all three from texas
0: no i'm the only one from texas patrick isn't that crazy
3: (laughs) wow not really i mean i guess uh yeah i'm curious how it was you know sarah did you find yourself relating to this story before you got in it to any way or from or familiar maybe you've heard stories of people you grew up with that maybe had that situation or anything like that
0: yeah definitely i think that is one of the things that sets being Texan apart is that no matter what part of Texas you're from, you kind of grow up with this folklore and these stories. And it really doesn't matter if you were no. born in a city or on a ranch, like you feel like this kind of Western identity belongs to you. Um, and I definitely grew up with that, you know, I kind of, I grew up traveling across the state um, with my mom. I lived all over. so those things that were very specifically Texan, like these ideas and these stories were really the constants for me. So I grew up loving Westerns and loving watching them and reading them. And then somewhere along the way of growing up, I realized, oh, as like a girl, you don't really have a place in these stories and in this folklore. so I decided to make a movie that kind of explored that and women's role and this whole identity.
3: That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is an incredible, yeah. If you, gr- I did grow up in Texas and, you know, that sort of, right, that sort of, God, I don't know the best way to say it, like where people belong, right? This quote unquote uh, sort of idea. Um, yeah, it's 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 this is awesome. It's such a great story, and they're all different. You know, all the girls' journeys are different but familiar and still tied together. You know, in a particular yeah. way. Um, yeah. It's um, I, you know, so I'm thinking about what you know, Kyle. Were you? How was it for you? Like in Texas, did did you feel like you needed to acclimate in some particular way when you're going to film with them? Or I'm just curious about that relationship with you know, the subject there with you, like, you know I what I mean?
1: I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Um, So it wasn't that hard for me to acclimate. And also I had Sarah as sort of like my tour guide. So, it, you know, I think I jumped in pretty quickly. Um, I grew up in Vermont, which is like pretty rural, but obviously like kind of the total like polar opposite of Texas. So yeah. I had some, some, at least, you know, i spent some time on farms and stuff. Sorry if you didn't hear my dog going crazy yeah. upstairs. Um <laughs> hold on a second sorry
3: that could be my dogs any moment now so i'm not judging Sorry. Right. No yeah i'm sure there's just the mailman or something um that's that's exactly it absolutely
1: but yeah i mean you know part of the the way sarah and i approached this project was to keep the crew really small it was almost always just she and i um occasionally we had a field producer or a pa but because of that we just were able to jump in and and get to know our our uh subjects um you know quickly and got to know them really well and so by the time we were done filming, you know, we were good friends with them. So it was, you know, it might have been a little awkward at first, but I think once we uh shot some skeet with them and sat around a fire, you know, it's pretty easy to to feel like part of the squad.
0: Kyle's drawl also comes out. Like it does. Know that he had yeah. one until he spent
2: out terrible. <laughs> so does mine and I just we
0: were in Brooklyn the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone watching that. Yeah.
3: Which I really Look, that happens to all Texans, right? Your draw yeah. sort of come, if you, even if you're from the city, you like end up at some ranch somewhere or land. That's how they say in Texas. Come out to my land. Yeah. And so you, you, all of a sudden your draw comes out. You're just like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm fixing to the, the, the your, what it's the. Natural. you
0: shouldn't <laughs> fight it.
3: <You> shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't fight it. Exactly, don't fight it. Just let it happen. Uh, yeah. That's hilarious. Or if I'm traveling somewhere, I'm somewhere on there like, oh, you're from Texas. All of a sudden I start talking in a different, yeah. right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh So Stella, when you're, yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit, Stella. So when you're editing the film, uh you're talking about this. So it's sort of, um, you know, are you trying to find a Texas voice when you're editing this? Is that, uh, you know, what sort of approach is, is mm-hmm. to that? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think... I got to know i've never been to texas still never been to oh wow
3: because of covid
2: we didn't have the screening in um in texas so i haven't been um but i feel like i got to know texas so like so intimately having just like been in these women's lives and also spending so much time with sarah so we would have lot long talks about like texas and what things there's certain things like represent in Texas and why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? But also just sort of, there is like a particular Texas flavor to the, to the whole film. And at the same time, there is sort of a universal, like a universality of like each woman in the film is relatable to women outside of Texas as well. So it's kind of was very interesting to like sort of, portray them in this feminist, sorry to use that word, um, feminist way, Um, and then like like stamp them as Texan. And at the same time, I'm like a New Yorker who can completely relate to like everything that Mandy's going through. And I don't know how to raise cattle. I don't know anything about like animals on farms, but I, I can relate to her. So that was kind of like the fun part of working on the film for me
3: oh that's awesome and and I'm assuming that's what you're hoping the audience right is gonna get uh from this
2: yeah so when I started working on the film like I, I just met Sarah and Kyle they had already shot most of the footage and uh I just started watching everything so for me it was like what does the footage say like what's speaking to me and what's like what story can we say with the footage that we have and so I mean, yes, I was thinking about text at the same time, but like it kind of just easily came out of the footage. Like it just sort of oh, went wow. there. Yeah.
3: Okay. Wow. Okay. So when you guys started shooting, you really had, yeah, I guess you really had no idea where their journeys are going to go. That's wow. That's interesting. That's kind of scary, right? <laughs> as you're filming, as you're filming, right? You're like, oh yeah. my god.
0: I think. Uh, it's, yeah, it is like both the terrifying and really wonderful thing of verite filmmaking is that like you meet people and you have to believe in them enough and believe in your gut enough to trust that like the story no matter what it is is going to be worth telling um and then figure out when to stop when to stop telling the story (laughs) those are the two Sarah and I had
1: many late night powwows about that exact question of Of when (laughs) to stop like, what, what is love? Like, where are we going? What are we doing? Yeah. How, you know, how do we? What is the
3: story? Yeah. And then, and Kyle then Kyle
0: get real. You're real pissed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what are we? He's like, what are we doing here? I got what dogs to get doing? back to. Yeah.
0: Um, and I just feel like, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I. That's why I was just so grateful to work with Kyle, both as as my producer and as the cinematographer. Because you don't like, and especially for me as a first time director, I didn't have anything to prove. I just had this like idea that I wouldn't stop talking about. Um, and like some idea of a vision and Kyle really was the first person to say like, yes, we're going to do this and his trust. Um, throughout the entire production process is like why there is why there is a movie.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is beautifully shot. I got to say it is beautifully shot. Um, it, it almost has a Western feel right to it in, in a, some of the way it's shot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure that maybe came, you know, by choice, just organically. You're there and, you know, you're out in the country there. And yeah, just some really beautiful shots. It is it does take you there. You know, it does feel like Texas a hundred percent. Um yeah, no, that's great. Thanks. Were there other um were there other people for the film that you know just didn't make it in or just didn't work out or
0: yeah, we followed um we followed about seven different women um through kind of the first year and a half while we were kind of trying to find the story. Um, and all of them taught us something and were incredibly gracious with their time. Um, but it was these three women, Martha and Mandy, and the one who kind of rose to the surface. Um, and we felt those three stories complemented each other the most and were kind of showed this this new generation um fighting to move forward kind of in the backdrop of this tumultuous both I mean both in Texas and this country I think in general the transition between generations and also just environmentally and geographically the kind of huge change that texas is seeing between losing ranch land and turning that into commercial and suburban development um so yeah that's those three stories were what we thought would best kind of tell that narrative
3: yeah i mean 100 when you're filming so you said you did over like a year and a half it's just y'all two is it you're spending like a few weeks with each person and then you come back or how does that e- or a few months at a time or i don't even know
1: well so round was. one was a year and a half and then it okay. kept going
3: okay <laughs> but in that year and a half, in that year and a half is it like how long are you spending with each you know family or whatever at a yeah. time I'll let you take that one. Yeah, I mean it varied um, because
1: like sometimes we would come down for like because Sarah was staying, you know, Sarah was living down there at that point. So for most of the shooting, and so I would come down for like sometimes a week, sometimes I'd come down for a few days, sometimes I'd come down for three weeks, and we'd drive <laughs> between locations. Okay. Uh, but it really depended on on what was going on, um, you know, because unfortunately we didn't have the the like budget or ability to be there like full time and also that probably would have made stella's job like borderline impossible if we had just filmed like you know just several hundred awesome. more hours yeah so she's probably grateful that we had a slightly limited
2: it's the perfect number of hours a great story and not more
1: yeah, yeah. so it, it changed like you know like the the big burn scene that was something that we'd been planning on and it was just like we kept trying to schedule it and then we'd find out that the weather wasn't going to be right and so they had to push it and then when the time finally came that we thought it was going to happen and mandy told us she thought the conditions were going to be right we booked the flights and i came down and it just like we just lucked out it just happened to happen that day we were like up until the day before we weren't sure that it was going to happen and so like we had been shooting other stuff like i you know shot a bunch of scenics and other things um and i think a few things that ended up making the cut otherwise but the main reason we were there like might just not have happened and it's just like it's kind of the way it is with doc like you plan shoots and and sometimes they fall through and you just have to be like all right well let's make the best of it and find something else and go get a (laughs) burger somewhere luckily sarah and i are friends so it wasn't like a chore to be together on a ranch somewhere Um, sure we spent a lot of hours just talking about life (laughs) so oh i Uh,
3: bet
0: yeah yeah we also tried to like our whole thing was making shooting the movie sustainable and low impact both to you know the animals who we were filming around and also to the people and we kind of learned and like to our lives because like we couldn't like Kyle Kyle was giving up you know high paid work to come down and make this movie with me so we figured eventually we got to this rhythm of like okay let's go down for like three days and just film absolutely everything we possibly can and that ended up working best for us and I think also best for all of the women and their characters or and their families just to be able to like get in get out and never overstay our welcome yeah it's a lot to have a camera that's a Texas thing too
3: (laughs) absolutely look Texas don't want a bunch of right like that's not especially rancher right they're typically can be private people in some way right I mean in some ways so Yeah. yeah
0: I think right. that was kind of the biggest hurdle, rightfully so, of making the movie was to kind of garner the trust of each family and each community um, yeah. and do that over time and like as organic of a way as possible. Um, Cause yeah, like, we. Outsiders are one thing, but outsiders with movie cameras are a whole, <laughs> a whole different thing. Um, so yeah, that was definitely a process to kind of to get everyone on board for sure.
3: Were there any uh, particular issues with animals? Any particular incident that sticks out?
0: <laughs> there was a rattles. There was. Oh
1: yeah, there was a rattlesnake.
0: There uh, was a rattlesnake in our ships. cabin oh, one yeah. day that Kyle
1: handled i did that is, I, I, you I got grabbed a lot this of respect. Grab, no
3: wow yeah i got a lot
1: what? of respect. i did not i was not a part of the no city our
0: city our city. pa
1: was up on the uh up on the <laughs> counter
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> dog i would have been out the door dog i'd have been gone we were, I, mean, we were I remember
1: it so specifically we were trying to watch the nba finals and and Lemoyne was like yeah you just gotta plug in the cable box under the tv and we went to plug in the cable box and this rattlesnake just started like rattling and our PA, who is from Texas, just like jumped up on a counter with a knife.
0: With a knife?
1: <laughs> with a, I don't know what she was going to do with a knife. And then, like, we had like, one of those little snake grabber things. We took it outside and I got, I killed it with an axe. I was, wow. And then, and then, like, LeMoyne's family was like, I was in at that point. So, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. A, you're in, you're I, right. I earned my, my credit. They stopped referring to me as a Yankee so much. <laughs>
3: It's all in good fun from a text, <laughs> yeah. I, I, pr- I promise you. Uh, wow, wow, what a story. Yeah, that's pretty manly. No, I would have been gone. I went, Nobody even see seen me. There would have just been a puff of smoke like in the cartoons. Just, I would have been.
0: I, on the other hand, was in the very back on the phone, and I just heard screaming, and I tried <laughs> to run in. Andrea, our PA, who's on the table, she was like, it's a snake, go get something to kill a snake. And so my terrified brain runs in the back and like cannot find anything i'm just like looking because like what do you kill a snake with and still as they get the snake out the door and kyle is like chopping it in half with an axe i come running around the corner screaming with a fire extinguisher
1: <laughs> yeah it wasn't your proudest texas moment
0: uh, i brought to the fight <laughs> oh man i don't
3: know what uh, to do with you're like if it if it somehow spontaneously catches fire guys i got this yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude that's so that's hilarious wow um all right let's uh let's talk about each um each person in the film a little bit uh, maybe focus on them a little bit uh who who, who should we start with who would be the the first one
0: Yeah. Stella, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you choose. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Let's pick LeMoyne first.
3: Perfect. Um, Where did y'all see? Yeah. What do y'all want to talk about with her? Uh, I was going to ask about her journey, you know, where, where it started and.
1: Well, Sarah, you should talk about how LeMoyne sort of kickstarted the whole thing, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. LeMoyne was the first, um, The first of the three who I met I originally kind of came up with the idea for the movie um, after moving back to Texas for the winter from New York um, and just like helping a family friend out on her ranch after her husband had died and um, I yeah it was like all of those westerns in my head from a kid like came back and I was like oh my god cowgirls are real like no (laughs) one has ever told me this it was a shock to me and I wanted to make a movie about it and you know everyone in small town Texas knows a cattle woman um because there are so many um who no one really talks about and their stories don't really get out of these small towns so yeah, I was meeting all these different women being like, do you wanna be in my movie? And all of them were like, absolutely not. No, I don't <laughs> wanna be. Um, and finally, finally, one woman outside of Quero, um, she, she agreed to like grab coffee with me. And she said, look, like, I'm not gonna be a part of your movie, but if you really, really wanna do this, um, there's an organization called Cattle Raisers and they have a conference every year for um, the cattle industry in the Southwest and in Texas, you should go and you should educate yourself and you should learn what the hell you're talking about before you go and make this movie. And so I did, I flew in and um, yeah, the first woman I met, I went to a panel on generational transitions um, and she was, The only person in the room and on the panel under the age of like 50 um and we happened to be wearing the same cowboy boots and I just like awkwardly came up to her at the end of the panel and she was like I'm Sarah Lemoyne Knox and I was like I'm Sarah Brennan Kolb and we both laughed about having the same cowboy boots and each having three names um and yeah that is she is really the first person who kind of vouched for me. Um yeah. And so she she started introducing me to a bunch of a bunch of women across Texas, including Mandy and Martha.
3: And that um, gave you like street cred, if you will. Yeah, sort of, definitely. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. It gave me <laughs> Lemoyne me street cred. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I did, like even though I'm from Texas and I grew up in Texas, um I like, I flew into that conference and they gave me a name tag and it said Sarah from Brooklyn because I still <laughs> live in New York at the time. And people were like, who is this? <laughs> um, and so Lemoyne was really the first person to kind of vouch for me and what we wanted to do with the movie. So she is a real hero of mine. And what I love about Lemoyne is that, well, to backtrack, like I think this movie is about young women in a society who haven't really given women a lot of choices in the past. And like both these women, and I think our whole generation of Texas women, we've been given more choice, I think, than anyone um, in the history of our state and of our culture. And so, but what we do with that choice and what people think of us when we decide to exercise um, those choices is is still murky and hard and complicated. And what I love about Lemoine is that she chose her family and she chose herself. She she's able to maintain her legacy and support her family and manage this ranch while at the same time, you know, somehow running a successful law practice. And so that is a really scary thing and I think a really hard thing, um, but something I'm really inspired by
3: oh that. yeah absolutely wow any other thoughts on her i don't know okay uh all right Who, who's the, <laughs> who's the next uh who's the next um star of this film we should talk about
0: martha <laughs> <Did> martha
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay martha what's martha's story in the how, how does it start in the film
0: yeah um martha is the youngest out of everyone um she is from laredo she's from a really really historic ranching family they her family got a spanish land grant um in set in 1801 i think um so her ranch kind of predates texas and the united states wow um yeah and but through you know centuries and decades of public domain and the city taking away pieces of ranch land from her family and turning it commercial um that ranch has slowly disappeared and so even though this is what she wants to do with her life she wants to be a rancher and contribute to the ranching industry she doesn't have any land um, at this point to to manage um and that's like, that is an incredibly hard, hard thing. And I think she is the face, like the new face of what ranching can be if we can think globally um, oh, and wow. internationally. Wow. So it was really it was really important to have Martha in the film, not just for that historic perspective, but what we hopefully think is like the future of ranching, someone who can think, think on a global level.
1: Yeah, and she's really interested in 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 sort of being a liaison between the ranching and policy makers because there's often a disconnect there. So hundred you know, percent She has the ranching background and, and has the family background, but you know, it has is developing an expertise in sort of the more policy area. And I also want to just at this point shout out to Stella for the intertwining of these stories because they're so wildly different. Yeah. And like I remember talking with Sarah just and this is why I'm not an editor and being like I have no idea how to do it. I don't know how to <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work. And then I remember the first time I saw what is like very close to our final cut and the way that especially LeMoyne and Martha's stories played off each other with with Martha, you know, basically wanting to ranch and not being able to to not having the land to do so and and a Lemoyne who has the land but it was torn between this idea of whether she was going to continue ranching or you know really do her her passion for law and the way those two stories played off each other was like brilliant and Stella, you're the best and that's I think you know definitely Thank need some credit there.
2: Thank you. Uh, I mean many many hours of me and Sarah staring at a wall with a bunch of post-it notes trying to figure <laughs> out what order to put things in And it, it was wow. I think yeah. <laughs> in a closet yeah we worked in a closet (laughs)
1: that's
3: not a joke
1: it was actually
3: a closet wow wow holy cow i hope it was a nice closet it
2: was was a fairly big uh, like a utility closet Uh, it could fit two people and a dog maybe um Low yeah, we uh it was a low budget situation, but it was actually that, not very cozy That's there. hilarious. Very cozy. It was that's good. how you
3: measure closets. It's a two person one dog closet. So.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> how big is a closet? Well, if it's like two people, one dog, I think it's like oh okay. Twelve
2: yeah, dogs. That's a Well Sarah <laughs> would put twelve dogs in
3: it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like she did in the film. Every dog we had, she was like, Well, we have to get we have to get that dog in. I'm like, Oh, okay. Is it part
3: of the story? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Get them in. No, that's hilarious. No, the, but the film is, uh, you know, just from my viewing perspective, it is so beautifully the way it flows and carries the stories. It's almost like one story. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it's like this one big story, but all these right, these all these connecting pieces. But yeah, the way it goes back and forth, it, it is beautiful. You really just don't even notice it. It's not even till Kyle brought it up. It wasn't even really something I thought about it just flows so well. Right. It's just not even, you know, something I'm consciously aware of. Yeah. Well, wow. what What were you? Yeah. So, okay. Let's, let's dig into that a little bit more. Um, so you got post-it notes, you're, you're piecing it together. Um, <laughs> right. As you go, Were, was that your idea the whole time? Yeah. We need to weave these together. Right. I mean, you're always thinking that from the beginning or not.
2: Well, I know that the end in the end, we have to weave it together and it has to be a cohesive narrative, but I put that aside and then just watch the footage and feel how I feel. And like, I know it's going to be about Texas. I know it's going to be about these women. I know we need to have a story. I know Sarah has an idea of what her story is and it's kind of changing. It has changed as she's been filming and Kyle. And, um, but then I kind of put all of that aside and I'm like what's strong because I don't know Texas I don't know these women so I wasn't there I don't have like the feeling of like how hard it was to get a shot and like we have to get it in there or like oh, or I this see. was a really emotional moment but it's not coming across on camera so like, I'm I'm the outsider's perspective sort of resembling what an audience would be and I can like, I like have the luxury of having that new first impression that Sarah and Kyle don't get to have yeah. so then, so I watch all the footage, and then we start cutting together. And then Sarah and I, you know, worked for many, many months on uh, crafting, you know, the the way that they would intertwine the stories.
3: What, what, what are uh, you know what I'd like to see her hear from from y'all? What are each of y'all's favorite moment, you know, from the film?
0: That's hard. I think all I, I
3: have different ones because some of them are <laughs> like
1: favorite moments that I have from production and some of them are favorite moments from. OK, like, let,
3: let me film. let me word it this way. What's the most for for an audience member? What What you know, what do you think is the most powerful moment without maybe being too spoilery?
0: Right.
1: Mandy with the kitten is like yeah. breaks my heart every time if you you know that's a major spoiler if I give it away so the scene with Mandy with a kitten is just she's so amazing we haven't talked about her yet but she's just like just such a like lovely lovely person Uh, as like one of the best like all around people I've ever met honestly like she's just like top notch like she would you would be anyone who meets her is lucky to meet her she's like that kind of person wow wow
3: well let's definitely talk about her after after this, real quick.
2: Okay. Um. My favorite. Well, I have a favorite shot. Uh, that from the Kyle shot. It's you know what have we talked about this Kyle? Uh, Sarah knows it. It's when. Uh, Mandy says the thing about cupcake, where she's feeding the cat cow, the, the cows after cupcake. Um, but my favorite scene I think is probably the cattle auction. And that's changed, that's evolved in the, you know, since we finished it, I think it's just like, we talked a lot about whether or not we needed to put it in or we should. And I'm so glad it ended up in the film because it's like, it's a moment. And I don't, I'm not, again, I'm not from Texas but it makes me feel like I know Texas better.
3: (laughs) Right on. What, what, What would be the reason to not put it in? Just time, time?
2: Well, how, you know, every scene needs to have a reason. It needs to, like like, fight for its place to be in there. Like, what, what's it saying in the story, right? Like, sure. it didn't necessarily, like, have a place. to. It didn't build the story in a, in a super clear, like, on-the-nose way. Like, it didn't have, like, a point where it's, like, telling you a piece of information that we couldn't tell. The sto- we could tell the story without it. But it's just a much flatter story. You know, it's a much less interesting story.
3: Got it. Okay. Yeah, right on. All right, Sarah, what about you? Favorite powerful um, moment, I don't know.
0: Yeah. The thing that comes to mind, um, cause I am partial to this movie in particular, <laughs> but uh, there's this moment at the beginning where we first meet Lemoyne, and she's hunting Dove with her dad and they are explaining how they prepare the dove, and Jack, her dad, is like, Do you remember exactly what I don't? I'm very embarrassed that I don't know the exact words anymore. But he's like,
1: You wrap them up in bacon and, and cook, and cook
0: them on the yeah, it's good. And every time we show the movie, everyone loses it, and they just yeah. like love that piece <laughs> so much. And I don't, like, I don't know why, but it brings people so much happiness and that makes me really happy. So it's one of my favorite parts.
1: Well, and Jack is such a great character. He yeah. was such a, like a, another, just like really lovely person. He was so, yeah. so nice to, to get to know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, yeah he's the father,
3: my- right? The father. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, actually he's like, he's, he's my favorite. His, his, uh one of his scenes is one of my favorite, is my favorite part of the film uh, just because it, it represented so much to me when he uh tells a story about how he um when he was younger he wanted to leave the town and his father his father convinced him to stay yeah right that to me was the whole movie right it was like I think even in his own mind he's you know seeing what he's doing himself that his father did right like it's sort of like eye-opening in a way um Yeah, that to me was just such a great, great scene and uh, very endearing, very genuine, very real. Just what a real scene that is. I could feel that through the screen and like, oh man, I've had those family dynamics. I've been there. You know, that's a, yeah. To me, that was like the film was great. That guy is great. Yeah,
0: Yeah. he is the best. And I think yeah jack didn't have a lot of choice you know i think you look at him on paper and you think like oh this man's got it made like he's yeah running one of the most historic ranches in texas which is true and like he's incredibly grateful for it and you can tell he loves he loves where he's from he loves that legacy but he wasn't given a choice
3: exactly Um,
0: but he gave his daughter one he supported his daughter and he's given her opportunity and choice. And she has signed up to be a part of that legacy, not because he took anything away from her, but because it's what she wants as an individual, which is what I think, why I think Jack is one of the most radically (laughs) 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 radical people in the whole movie. Um, yeah, he gives his daughter choice. Like how many,
3: it's a nice surprise. Yeah. How many,
0: how many fathers, and so awesome. you know sure.
3: who do that absolutely I mean to be frank with you like I cried a few times during this movie I really did
0: <laughs> I great. did
3: there were there were some moments that just got got daddy got daddy's heart pumping right here I was just like oof this is tough this, this is some rough moments they're going through I just fell for him man there's one scene uh what's her name um she's in the field and her husband's telling her that he he, you know he went out with his ex and all that dude that was that's heartbreak that's that's another like crux scene for me at least in retrospect watching the movie because it's like you know really just hitting her over the head of you know this guy's no good uh you know i don't know it's it's one of those things you really relate to right if you've been in that situation before or whatever it just really hits you hard because man That woman is like just such a hard worker. Like I just felt for her, you know? Yeah. There's some, there's some really like rough moments in this movie in a good way. Right. And it just really pulled on my heartstrings. So yeah.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah. We want it. We want to, I think not just in Westerns, but in a lot of movies, like we talk about femininity as this like very peaceful, beautiful, calm thing, but (laughs) the real experience for women, especially in rural America is hard and it is scary. And a lot of it isn't fair. Um,
3: Exactly. It doesn't need to be that way. Right. That's what makes it so unnecessary.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's like, we can talk about strong women all day long um, and talk about respecting strong women, but so few of us understand what they actually go through Um, and so that's why I'm so grateful that each of these women had the strength and their vulnerability to show us sure. what that life is like. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is that there's a lot of there's a lot of strength and vulnerability in showing that side of you.
3: Would you guys ever do a documentary? Like be a subject if someone came to y'all and said, <laughs> hey, we're going to follow you around with a camera.
1: And life's not interesting enough.
0: I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in a short film, in a short documentary, uh, which was really hard. Like a filmmaker came down after South by got canceled. Okay. You know, like right after the whole world kind of fell. Yeah. yeah, the whole world fell down and she asked me how I was doing and I wasn't, I wasn't doing great. And I, but I did the interview and it was really hard. And I did it because I was like, if I'm going to spend my career asking people to be vulnerable and to tell the truth on camera, I should do it, too, no matter how hard and scary it is.
3: <laughs> well, that's an interesting take on it, to be honest with you. I mean, you think all documentary, you know, filmmakers think that way? No, I don't no, think so. Don't think so. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, no way. <laughs>
3: Kyle, <laughs> Kyle straight away no way hell no He's like,
0: <laughs> uh,
3: oh that's hilarious i glad I uh, didn't
0: I don't regret it um uh, sure. learned a lot got tougher yeah. skin
3: yeah is there in is there another project that that maybe blossomed from this that you would like to do um uh, if you could, or let, let's let, let me, you know what? Let me put it this way if you could make a sequel, right? I know they don't do documentary sequels, but you know, let's say you just had unlimited money or something. Sure. What, what, is there a part of this story you would like to pursue further?
0: Well, that's an interesting question.
3: My parents told me they wanted
1: to see it as a series, so I trust their opinion. Hmm.
3: I could totally see that. I'm being dead set. I absolutely like absolutely that's interesting oh that's interesting yeah
1: i mean i just think that like sarah said we followed some other women when we started this and i think you know there's a certain challenge in weaving together a feature documentary between multiple characters but i think that there's absolutely especially given all the different distribution platforms now there's such an opportunity to highlight some of these other stories I mean, maybe some of them are 10 minutes long, maybe some of them are half hour long, maybe some of them are an hour long, but, you know, just like, just to highlight all the different ways that, um, that women are working in the, in the industry, I think would be fascinating. I mean, there's like the several of the people we, we worked with, I would have loved to continue working with. And it was just like, for one reason or another, uh, you know, it did, it didn't work out. And I think yeah. there is absolutely an opportunity to, to you know, either reconnect with them or find more people who are, you know, doing similar, similar things. And, you know, it's a little easier when you can say, all right, this is going to be the exact time frame we're going to shoot for. And your, your sure. piece is going to be this long instead of being like, Hey, do you mind if we come hang out with you for like five years? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and now that we have like a little bit of a proof of concept, they can watch it and see that we're not going you know, we're not going to yeah. come in. And it's not like an ag gag type
3: thing or, you know, um, well, that's interesting. That's, yeah, that's definitely interesting.
2: I I've heard from many people who've watched it that they just, they want to see more. So it does feel like what Kyle is saying is like, you know, I could see that. I could definitely see that
3: exploring more of the stories, yeah, because there are more out there, like Sarah was saying earlier, you know, um that's very true. they're they're out there. Uh, and it keeps changing. Right. We're in this weird time where the industry is really changing. Right. It's it's crushing up against this new century and technology and the old ways. Right. We're really at a quite a point. Um, yeah. That would be interesting. Sarah, what do you think? What would you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would definitely love to make it a series, just like you said, Um you know, women have been doing this for centuries since before Texas was even an idea. Um, It's just that like, I think when I was very young and naive and coming into this, I was like, this is a great idea that no one's ever thought of. And I've just (laughs) happened to find these (laughs) like group of women. Um, But that is not the case. Like it is, it is hubris to think that this is an original idea. Because these women have have lived these lives for for generations. Um, And there are so many stories that haven't been told, um, which like kills me to think that like most of them will never know or understand. Um, Yeah, so I, I am, I'm excited. I think there are more and more women joining the ag industry. And if this movie and these stories can help that in any way, I think all of us will be really, really happy.
3: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Wow. Oh, that is fascinating. So you think there are more women joining this industry?
0: Yeah. And again, I'm not a rancher. I'm not in the ag industry. So I don't I don't want to like spout any fake numbers at you. But that's a conversation that we've had with, with each of the good old girls is just the idea that, you know, we, we had this idea five years ago to make a movie and in those five years. There, there's been, or at least they feel there's been a pretty big influx of women joining the industry in different capacities and I feel that too I think, not just as an industry but us as a country are are undergoing a lot of changes and and how we see different people and what we think they can do. Um, and I think that definitely relates to that agricultural industry. I think we're gonna to continue to see more diversity and more women, um, which is exciting.
3: Sure, absolutely. It's definitely a timely, you know, film, uh, for sure. When when is this maybe coming out? Are we or you're not, I mean, I know with COVID and all that and it's been an absolute nightmare for sure. Yeah. What, yeah. what are y'all COVID. shooting for? Right. I mean,
0: <laughs> I'm not going to like under I know. that's an
3: understatement.
0: I yeah. I won't play my like personal tiny violin, like too loud for COVID. Cause I know we've all faced so many challenges, but, um, yeah, our distribution is not what we thought it was going to be, you know, right before South by 2020 when we thought we were going to premiere. But, um, after doing the partnership with Bob Bullock, we are, we got a lot of feedback from rural communities and people who wanted to see this movie, but do not have Wi-Fi access to stream it. Um, and we think oh, wow. that representation matters and like these stories are about, about small town, Texas. So we're going to go on a tour and take the movie to small town, Texas this summer. Dude, um,
3: That's a great idea. Thanks. Really. That's yeah we're really idea. excited
0: it's going to be a good old girl road show so you know the film festivals that we got into obviously didn't happen last year and that industry is coming back this year which is exciting but we figured instead of trying to do the traditional film festival route again um we want to take the summer and take this to communities that we think will really love it and then this fall will be available online for everyone else
3: that's awesome, Stella. Yeah. You gonna come down this summer? You gonna be able to you know, go I to one or one or show?
0: I was literally just
2: thinking, hmm, how can I, <laughs> how do I get down? You know, how do
3: I get down on this? Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's coming. I really there want some cowboy boots. So yeah.
1: You- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I had to get my horseback lesson from Mandy. I never got so. <laughs>
2: there's some unfinished business yeah there's
1: some yeah. unfinished business for
3: sure some unfinished business yeah we're here for cowboy boots and horseback riding lessons guys. yeah uh that's that's damn you didn't get to ride a horse that whole time
1: no, they were so afraid I was going to hurt myself and not be able to shoot, which is like a totally valid concern. <laughs>
3: that is valid, but I'm sorry. It is. Right. It's kind of like that, that surprises me because they're usually quick to throw people that don't get on horses. They're quick to throw them on horses to see them yeah. fall off. Really, they are. They're like, yeah, yeah, get this guy on horse. Ha <laughs> ha. Let's watch him fall off. Uh, that's funny. Um, they're, They can actually be you know unpredictable sometimes if you don't know what you're doing you give them the wrong kick or something they take off you're like oh shit we're you know yeah
1: i don't think legs would have been too fond of me jumping on his back so <laughs>
3: <laughs> well next time next time next oh time. that's hilarious uh well guys this has been I, I mean this has been absolutely amazing i've really loved um talking about this is there anything i didn't bring up that we should bring up i don't want to miss anything here um can i just say one thing yes please um, sarah is always really quick
1: to uh say how much everyone else was important to making this film but she was obviously like the single most important person to make making this film like at points where you know like i was a big part of production and then like i came in like in post -post post-production and stella was huge in post-production but sarah was the only one who was there from conception all the way through the end and was the one who was driving it even when like it didn't look like the film was going to happen so i think it's like i just need to give credit where credit is due sarah always tries to give it to everybody else because she's a wonderful person but this is her film and she you know she's the reason it's in the world so props absolutely so.
2: yeah and she's still running it you know she's yes, to yes exactly. to <laughs> yeah going yeah. into rural communities and um it's amazing
0: oh her commitment you asked me to her stop like <laughs> <laughs> you get it <laughs>
3: if I were you I'd be like continue Yeah. <laughs> continue. yeah. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow that's that's super cool no you guys seem like a tight group um you know I know that these productions and these things um it takes a lot it's, it takes a lot on people there's a lot of sacrifice that happens behind the camera and I realize that and um you know This podcast is a perfect example of people being able to hear that, you know, of watching the film and look, look, this is what it took to get this, what you just watched. This is the journey. It almost like that needs to be a film unto itself. You know, next time you just need to go meta, put another camera. (laughs) Yeah, we'll bring a BTS crew next time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, really, right? That's almost almost like, yeah, it kind of is in a lot of ways, uh, to be honest with you. I find that fascinating, that aspect to it. Um, for sure. Wow. Um, well, this is amazing again. Uh, oh gosh. I know Kyle, I was going to ask you this. I don't know if this is true. Uh, someone from our team told me this, but I had to ask you, were, were you a camera guy on some uh, interview with Axios or something? Is that true yeah. or not true?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: A- am I allowed to ask you about that? I'm not trying to push any no,
1: sure. yeah,
3: buttons. Sure. Okay. So it was that famous one, right? With, um, with Trump. Yeah. Uh, with Trump and what was the other guy's name? Jonathan um, Swan is the reporter. Jonathan Swan, he's from New Zealand or Australia? Uh, Australia, or? yeah. Australia. Austra- that guy is awesome. Yeah, he's sharp. He's he is knot. sharp, especially yeah. in that. I had never heard of him before that interview, to be honest. I was like, who is this guy? This is, yeah. the- I thought it was like a, ju- it kind of seemed like an SNL skit kind of, <laughs> like, <laughs> way. but you were there, you filmed that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a DP that's, for that. Yeah, it was wild. Great. I mean, what was that like being in the room there?
1: I mean, it's like one of those things where, you know, um, you know you're witnessing something that's going to be historic because you know he swan is one of the most prepared reporters i've ever seen and he has this amazing ability to to make people really comfortable and but he knows his stuff really well and so just seeing the way that unfolded and like knowing in the moment like get this in focus you know (laughs) don't don't mess this up Um, so it was really stressful but it was you know it was pretty amazing we all left and we're just like oh my god that was incredible
3: so you knew right away oh this is this is yeah yeah
1: i mean i remember swan we were walking out he was like how was it was it good and we were like yeah (laughs) it was good (laughs) it was good uh and then i saw him like a few months later we interviewed um i don't remember who we were interviewing but he was like hey, so uh, I guess it was pretty good, huh? I was like, yeah, so on, you nailed it.
3: Uh, oh, yeah. It, it, you know, I think it, for me at that point, I had never seen somebody do that, so, like stick up to him so well and really push back and, yeah, you know, say all the questions, that, at least for me, I, I'm always thinking when he says something, you know, he'd be like, oh, there's this list of stuff. He'd be like, what list? What books? What are you talking about? You know, yeah, that books. sort of, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, well, what an experience! That's uh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty wild. No, that's awesome. Uh, well, listen, uh, again, guys, thank you so much. Uh, the film is absolutely amazing. I can't wait for people to see it. Uh, super excited about this road show. If somehow I can come to a show this summer, if I figure out I want to, I'm dead serious. I'll bring my cowboy boots and I'll go. I'll go buy a cowboy hat. Fuck it. I'll just, I'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll make that happen. Uh, but for real, it, it really is a phenomenal film. I got to tell you guys, it's it's phenomenal. When people see it, I, I can totally understand why people see it and go, I want to see more. I want to learn more about these women and their stories and where it's going. I can totally understand that. So yeah, kudos to y'all. It's really great. Thank Thanks you so much. much. Thank you. Take care. Awesome. Thank you guys. Y'all have a good rest of the week. You too. Bye. All right. Goodbye. Bye guys. And now it's time for my favorite part of the show, the end credits. This is everyone responsible for making the show happen. Executive producer, Sebastian Sauerborn. Podcast manager, Nevina Ponovich, Marketing manager, Caroline Grape. Video and audio editors, Danilo Vojnov and Pavel Sebastianovic. Thumbnail designer, Marko Vukovic. Social media manager, Ursa Rusman. Guest outreach, Corey Mencias, Designing image quotes, Jay Apuya. Social media videos, Labrie Fernandez. Outreach support, Yonette Del Mundo. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time.